Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Focus on Greatness podcast. My name is Haim Roche, and here on this platform is men helping men redefine greatness through service. And today, I have a gentleman that I believe is going to be very helpful to us and give us some insight on, one, a different perspective of what we call, consider this thing called manhood, which I think is going to be great, but also giving us some insight on how we can become happy, some steps, some guides that we need to be able to be there. Now, this man, his name is Harvey, and he is the host of Men Are the Prize podcast. So if you're ready to dive into this conversation, just like I am, let's get ready to go. Watch yourself, um, and then we'll go from there. Okay. Um, let's see. So like I mentioned, I got the name. I always say my name because, you know, I'm Haitian. So the bat, the, the last name is French and people yes, kind of, yes, you know, so, Laguerre, yes, did, yes. so that's what you get. I'm a 47 year old stay at home dad of four. So I'm home Ooh. with the crew. My wife is out okay. there handling business, doing all the, she's out, she's a speaker. She's a dental hygienist. She gets a lot going on, which means the responsibility of making sure home is taken care of is squarely on the shoulder and I can handle it. Yeah. Um, so what's the best way to talk about me? Um, I've been through some ish in life, man. I've gone through some Uh things. I was the provider financially. Then I wasn't Mm -hmm. the finance, the provider financially. Then I became the provider emotionally. Now Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I'm not what the typical father is supposed to be, but I'm what the typical father should be. I'm raising my kids. I'm taking them to school. I'm making them lunch. I'm taking them to practice. I'm disciplining them when they need to, and I'm praising them when, when, when they need it. Um, yeah. Most importantly, though, I'm a man in this world, a black man in this world, and mm-hmm. recognized through my growing up, and it took me a while to become a man eventually, that mm-hmm. I had a lot of issues. And more importantly, I had issues, but I didn't have anybody to talk to about them. It was gotcha. very insulated. So yeah. everything that was going on with me was just here. And, mm-hmm. and And so it kind of held me down and it took me a while to finally recognize that the issues that I have, many of us have too. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing Mm -hmm. better than talking to somebody about it. And it's, and it's a scourge on us men. We don't talk to each other enough. We don't, we don't, we go in essentially through the same stuff. Brothers in the struggle. We should be talking yeah. to each other about what's happening. We see social media. This man's got this. This woman's got this. 99% of that is fugazi. That's yeah. what they yeah. want you to believe. But in, tr- in real life, we all struggling together. And if right. we talked about things, 95% of our issues will be resolved just because you would know that you're not alone. You're not in a yeah. struggle by yourself. Mm. And that's what I wanted to do. So I created my podcast for men so that we could talk so that we could discover others that are in the mm-hmm. struggle so that other men could hear other men in the struggle and, and understand, you know, I can talk about these things. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I yeah. started. That's why I did it. So I'm going to start this off um, by letting everybody know up front, you got to check out his podcast. Um, for the men that are listening um, and I would even dare to say uh, the women that might be peeping into the, our conversation today, um, I would grant, I would tell you, please check out his podcast. 
Um, normally I wait to do this part at the end of our conversation, um, but I had a chance and opportunity to, like I told you, to listen to it for myself. And the insight, the help, the the wisdom, the guidance that is given through your podcast is just it it's just it's just a blessing. I mean, it just it's helpful. And as a man, I'm listening to the conversation. And at first I was listening to it like, okay, you know, let me let me see how he flows. Let me see how he da-da-da-da. Let me check his energy. And then I caught myself and I shifted. And I'm like, no, I'm a man listening to this podcast because I needed what was being given. So um, so yeah, up front, I want y'all to know y'all need to go check his podcast out. Um, and be and all of his information will be in the description. We will be talking about it more throughout this conversation. Um, but I need y'all to go check him out. Uh, because I promise you, as a man, it will give you some tools, some nuggets, some wisdom, some guidance. Um, and like he just said, you will not feel like you're in this thing by yourself. Um, and so that's I wanted to throw that in before we dive in. It, it, I just had to. Um, so I do want to ask a question. Mm-hmm. One of the things I love to do, um, one of the things I love to do, Harvey, is I love documentaries. And one of the things I love about documentaries, it gives an opportunity to be able to learn about the person that is in this storyline. You get a chance to be able to dive in and see some of their ups and their downs and how they dealt with these different struggles. And majority of the documentaries that I do watch, it always entails a man at the forefront. Um, you know, and again, you get to see those struggles. You get to see how, you know, at the end of the day, when they were going through their personal struggles and their internal struggles, you watched how they continued to push forward and never communicated their pains, how they would go and sit in a corner somewhere and die or break down and then got to get, you know, shake themselves and then go back out be- to keep the appearance of what this looks like as being a man. Um, and so this has been this constant thought process And when I thought about our conversation today, I said, I wanted to talk with you because I know that you're going to (laughs) be very real, transparent and blunt in this conversation. And I really want to go ahead and dive in one based upon your own personal story. And I think this will also help to relate. How did you deal with your transitioning to being the provider to then being now in the position where you are now? as taking care of the home in a different format of way. So like I mentioned at the beginning, Haitian. Mm-hmm. So very patriarchal society, mm-hmm. very yes. much. So right. can I say to me, it wasn't a big deal mm-hmm. for me because okay. I, I don't know how to say, they're my kids. Right. Because they're my children, I don't feel like when I do something, I'm doing a favor or I'm helping right. somebody. Those are right. my Ooh. children. Yeah. So to me, I'm, I just shifted titles, but I was dad from door. Yeah. So whether yeah. I was bringing a check-in or whether I was bringing a hug that my, one of my kids needed, I was providing Ooh. something. I like it was that. the people around me who had a harder time with it than me. My Ooh. mom's like, what? Oh, you're, you're, you're at home? No, you should be working. Your wife should be with the kids. What are you doing? Oh, the concept of a parent, a father being at home right. was really foreign 
to a lot yeah. of people. And I knew it, but I didn't care. I mean, I've never been a fan of daycare. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't like mm -hmm. other people watching my kids. It, it doesn't feel comfortable for me. Now, I recognize right. that it's a necessary evil and we had to do it. I was working and I dropped mm -hmm. my daughter off at a daycare and pick her up on the way home, stuff like that. And the place was nice and the people were nice. It was a good mm -hmm. environment, but it's not, it's not me. It's not right. my wife. This yeah. is it, this is who they need to be around. This is yeah. the environment they need to get all the time. Mm. So when it so what happened? And like I said, I'm I'm blunt with it. I was working at a job, and mm -hmm. aside from the benefits and the pay that I got from that place, the only other good thing that I found there was my wife. That's mm -hmm. the only other thing. I met her at that place. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So aside from that, when they mm -hmm. I went to work one day and they pulled me aside and said, Hey Harvey, um, we're not gonna need your services again. Mm. Ever. So mm. they relieved me of my duties. You know, I'm like, right. well, damn, okay, cool, whatever. <laughs> I've been there 11 years. Time has come. Wow. Peace. So I'm like, it's a wrap. All right, cool. I went home. I, I mm. called my wife. I was distraught. She's like, it's good. Just come home. Good. Whatever. I came home and I was home for a while. And mm. I'm watching, you know, I'm watching the kids and whatever. And I was looking for a job. But then I kind of got comfortable. I get up in the morning. I get my kids. I walk them to the bus stop. I get my mm. son to school. I pack up the lunch. I, yeah. I kind of got into this and it became something that wasn't foreign. It was comfortable. It's yeah. this is what I was supposed to be doing. Right. And I'm like, right. all right, I'm this. So I'm like, hey, listen, I, I know back then my wife was doing one thing, but my wife is a very driven woman. She's mm. businesses, stuff that she wanted to do. Like, I'm cool doing this. Mm -hmm. So if you want mm -hmm. to try to start a business, home is clean. It's taken care of. It's done. Right. You right. Want to go do right. some stuff. Go handle business. She's like that. Let's go. So yeah. then we went. So she went started business. I'm here and I'm I'm with my people. It was not a struggle. It was not mm. much of a switch for me. It's just yeah. this is what a parent is at home. So I'm not helping her raise my kids. I'm raising my kids. I'm yeah. exactly where I need to be. And that's what this I, was. And I love that because, again, like you stated, the one, the problem really or the struggle wasn't your thought process about it. It wasn't your desire. It was the exterior, um, which normally is because it's this picture that has been painted that this is how that goes for men. Right. Men are the exterior. They they are the workers. They go outside and you're bringing in the da, 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 you know, that type of thing. Um, so to be able to hear not just the aspect that you did it, but to be able to realize, hear that you said, this is where I'm supposed to be. Like, this is my lane. Hey, babe, you want to go out there and hit them streets? Go ahead. I got you. I'm going to support you doing that. And I'm gonna take care of the kids at the crib. Like we about to make, we're gonna do this together, and we're gonna make this thing happen. I'm, I, I be very, I'm, I love that because one, you don't hear that. Like I don't, I don't hear that in a lot of men, where that's something that they're wanting to do. Um, not even stating. Let's just be honest. Is not stating that that's not actually where their heart is. It might be the aspect of them just feeling like no, I. This is this is what's required of me right. um, to word. go every day and do this nine to five, um, you know, and because it's required of me or, or, you know, because of that requirement, this is why I want to do this. But I really would love to be at the home, making sure my kids are straight, you know, like that's that thing. So 
I'm grateful that this has that your heart and your passion for it. Um, and I know that it has transitioned your house in a way that probably a lot of homes have not been able to feel that impact. Um, because as we both know, it's not a, it's not, I, I want to, I'll say it, it is what it is. Is it's not always that it's a father that's not in the house. Sometimes we do have dads that are in the house, but they're so busy. They don't have time to father. Exactly. I'll tell you what's a big thing for me. And I, I mean, I can kind of delve into my upbringing. Mm -hmm. There's a difference between being in the house and being present. And that's what you yeah. were just talking about. Right. Yeah. I have a dad, you know, I'm dad, I'm here, but I don't know what's going on. I'm not present right. in the home. And that's really yeah. one of the things that I made a point of doing is being present. I grew up, my parents together. They got divorced when I was 10. Mm -hmm. And I lived with my dad, which was a bad move. That shouldn't have been it. So I lived in a house where my dad was there. He got remarried. I was there. He was there. He wasn't present. Mm -hmm. A lot of how I father, how I parent, sadly, yeah. is I try to see the stuff that he did. Mm -hmm. And I don't do that. I literally father in the opposite direction. So he mm. was around, but he wasn't yeah. present. Right. I have a son. I have an 18-year-old son and I have three daughters. Mm -hmm. So I'm mm -hmm. a 16 year old, a 12 year old and a seven year old. My job is to send out my agents, which are my kids out into the world. Right. They yeah. are my representations. Yeah. So yeah. here being present for my son. So he knows how to treat women when he steps out of the house, how to treat people mm -hmm. in general. Yeah. My daughters, yeah. how to treat people when they walk up, but how to be treated, to be confident to be respectful, to know that their looks aren't just a thing when it's these girls, because all three of my daughters, I'm biased, but all three of my daughters are bad. They're gorgeous. <laughs> so they're going to go out to the world and they're going to, and whomever they want to be with. But to recognize right. the superficial is just one part of them. So yeah. it's emotional respect. It's a, it's the hugs. And that's mm -hmm. the thing I had to work on. I mean, I talk big, like I got this down and everything, but I'm a human like anybody else. And right. being emotional, being that dad that hugs, is mm -hmm. that was a process for me. And you know what's right. sad is that it was so easy with my girls. Mm -hmm. But my 18 year old mm -hmm. son needs that too. That's really a lot of him is the impetus for this. Yeah. Hugging my son because he's emotional. He likes a hug. And I'm like, yeah, it felt strange. And like, oh, what's, you know, I'm supposed to dap him mm -hmm. and move on. But no, my right. son should right. be able to get a hug just like his sisters can, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's what I bring. So I bring an emotional check. Mm -hmm. Mm. to the family. I don't I don't bring a financial one. I bring my heart, my soul, my humor, my anger sometimes, mm. whatever. I bring all of me to this house so my kids don't see perfection, but they see a realistic parent. Yeah. And when I yeah. mess up, I'm sorry I messed up. Yeah. When they can see somebody who's humble enough to do that, they're humble. They understand they're not perfect. You mm. we we do so much. Money is nice. But money is fleeting. When I when my kids leave this house, when my son is 18, 19, when he goes, all the goodness that I hopefully have passed on to him, that lasts mm -hmm. forever. Yeah. Same thing with my daughters. That's better. That's bigger than what little thing I can buy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. How 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 are you? How are you or how have you? I'll say it this way. How have you gotten your son? used to or 
comfortable with communicating how he feels? Process. It's all a process. It's all, the, a lot of what we do in this world is we talk mm -hmm. a lot. We say right. words a lot. But right. the best way to show him how to, that he needs to communicate is to communicate. Right. Yeah. It needs to, I, I'd rather, it should be commonplace. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It shouldn't yeah. be, oh, I need to, I, I should communicate now as opposed to just communicating. So he should be comfortable. And the way to do yeah. that is I'm going to talk to him. Listen, you did such and such. You messed up. I don't like that you did that. This is how. This is the repercussions. Don't mm -hmm. do that again. But it's a constant flow of communication. Talking begats the same thing. If my yeah. son is used to me be, talking to him, Good when he's doing good, bad when he's doing bad, but he knows we're going to yeah. talk about it. And right. he's going to do the right. same. And he's 18. And, you know, they 18. They think they know it all. I swore I knew everything when I was 18. So same thing <laughs> right. for him. Right. You know, yeah. we swore. Yeah. So talk. So we talk about it. And when you're a parent, are you a parent? Yes, sir. I got two boys. Okay. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> okay, brother. All right. See, it's always interesting when you got sons versus when you got daughters, yes. like the different yes. sides of the coin, right? So it's it's interesting how you talk with, I don't know how to, how the best way to describe it. So with my son, it's, mm -hmm. I want to teach him how to be himself. He's quiet. He's kind of an introvert. He's mm -hmm. reserved. So I, and I, I'm that dad who will embarrass him for no reason. I will run right. up on him. He's playing some video game and he's talking to some kid and I'm like, ah, I jump on him and whatever. And of course it embarrasses whatever, but right. he should understand that. That's a kind mm -hmm. of intimacy that he gets yeah. with his dad. And right. people right. may take that word and think something else, but mm -hmm. it's a level of comfort, a recognition of love that he gets from me. So the reason yeah. if he communicates at all is because he's seen me communicate with him or with his mom or with his sisters. That's yeah. a process and every kid's different and how you yeah. communicate is different. And it comes down to if it feels real with you, mm -hmm. if it mm -hmm. seems kids can pick up BS probably right. better than most, it right. needs to be right. genuine. Right. So if you're talking to your boys for real, yeah. they know and they know how to, how to give a return. But if they feel like you're faking it, then you're not yeah. going to get it back. So you just have yeah. to be you have to be that dad, good or bad. Just right. being present doesn't mean you have to be the best. You just got to be. And sometimes mm -hmm. that's all it takes. Right. Just being there is enough. Yeah. And, and I asked that question because, um, and you made, I think, a statement earlier in the conversation. And you were saying really in this aspect of how difficult it has become for men mm -hmm. to communicate. Um, mm -hmm. and not just communicate, but find the people they can communicate with, um, where, you know, they, they feel like this is a comfortable thing. They feel like this is normal. And majority of men, surely when it comes to reference to their feelings, they ain't talking about their feelings. Like, you know, I tuck that in a sock and I'm gonna keep on moving, you know? Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so what I have per se pushed or wanted to accomplish with my boys is I want to try to per se not break it because you can only be broken if you was already built that way, <laughs> you know. Right. So I'm like not that. trying to break it more mm -hmm. than I am as I'm trying to develop it where you're Good feeling word. comfortable Good to word. communicate. You feel you feel that you have a safe place mm -hmm. to be able to say, "Hey, this is what I'm going through. This is how mm -hmm. I'm hurting," you know. Mm -hmm. And you feel that moment. 
Um, so then when they get older, it's not a struggle as mm -hmm. a man to be mm -hmm. able to share and talk about their feelings or talk about what's going on with them. Um, so that that's kind of where my mindset has been. And really, again, just seeing how that on the other end of it has affected so many men um, oh, yeah. and their relationships, you know, oh, yes. and, and mm -hmm. you know, it, you know, and then they're, you know, because they're not expressing, because they're not able to or feel like they cannot communicate is like when they do is explosive. Mm, yeah, you exactly. Know. Exactly. That's literally how I talk when I do this podcast. And I apologize. I didn't mean to, to cut you we're off. Good, but, we're good. Let's go. but this everything you just said is literally why I created Man of the Prize, the podcast. It's literally mm. why I did it, because yeah. this communication, it's the most important thing for me for this pod. And I say it a lot. What these people say on the podcast isn't the most important thing. It's the fact mm -hmm. that they're talking is the most yeah. important thing. This mm -hmm. podcast is what you said for adult males. It yeah. really is. Yeah. Because yeah. we grow up, we break, we hurt, rub some dirt on it and keep it moving. And I pretty much, I start my podcast and I say that we need to talk because if you mm -hmm. don't find somebody to talk to, if you don't find a release, eventually what you're feeling is coming out. It's going to come yeah. out somehow. And if you don't have someone to talk to about it, it's going to come out and it's going to come yeah. out toxic. And yeah. I'm, and I'm specific. We don't do toxicity here. That's not yeah. us. So we yeah. don't want to be toxic. It is imperative. And it's one of the questions I ask men when I do this podcast, because mm -hmm. I discovered that there's really two things that are really foreign to men. Mm -hmm. Is one, mm -hmm. you need to take care of yourself. And the idea of doing something for you is such a strange thing to hear that they rarely have an answer. What do you what? do for you? Not yeah. for your kids, not for your wife, not to pay the bills. What do you do yeah. for you, brother? You had a hard week. It's a struggle. What do you do for you? Because mm. I, I, I use the analogy that before you can take care of your wife and your kids, before you can help somebody on that plane that's going down, yeah. you got to yeah. put that mask on yourself first before you can help everybody else. And right. that's important. So I got to yeah. take care of me. If I'm not full me, I can't give the full help to other people, to yeah. my, other, my yeah. family, my community, my job, mm. whatever. I got to be good. Yeah. So that's yeah. one thing. Two, we don't. So we don't. So what do you do to take care of yourself? And two, do you really, really? And it's it's easy. I got, I know a boy. I got my friends. Whatever. Do you have somebody like right now? Right. And I ask him during the pod. Right now, you did mm -hmm. some dumbish. You could pick up right. the phone and call your boy right now. I did yeah. something stupid. I don't know why. Do you have somebody who you trust so much? that you could say I did this, they could hear you talk about it, then they could come back and say, brother, that was dumb as hell. Why you do that? What you right? <laughs> right? Constructively yeah. criticize and say, bro, that was, I don't even know why you did that. Right. But, but when that conversation is over, it's not even judgmental. It's like, that's my boy. He understands yeah. my dumbness. I did that yeah. same stuff 15 years ago. He was there when I did it. He knows my history. He knows me. He knows all I've gone through. So he mm. was there to tell me what I needed to hear. But that conversation, when we were done, I'm good. I let it out. And it's not going to hamper me the rest of my day or my week yeah. or my month. Right. Do you have that guy mm. right now? who you could tell that to. You may have your parent, your mom, your dad, whatever, 
there's only yeah. so much that we're willing to tell, you know, family and such. Yeah. Do you have that person? And when yeah. I first started asking that question, nope. And we mm. that's the problem. We do want to talk. Who do right. we talk to? Who that yeah. who is the guy? Yeah. Who's that guy? It mm. is imperative that we we find that person, but more important, more importantly, we're that person for somebody else. Who could call you? Who trusts you so much that they could call you? It's 3 a.m. I did something stupid and you pick up the phone and you like, this is dumb and you laugh and you're joking and you hang up and you know your boy's good. Are you that right. for somebody else? Or do mm. you are, you know, and do you have that person? We don't Man. take care of ourselves. We don't. The idea of doing something selfishly for ourselves is such a foreign thing to us that people, wow. when I bring it up, like, what do you mean take care of me? You, brother, who takes care of you? <laughs> How do you take care of you? What do you do? Do you golf? Do you, right. do you <laughs> meditate? Do you like, what do you do? And then when I, right. when I, and I ask you, brother, what do you do? And it takes a second to realize mm. that there's nothing wrong with being selfish enough to say, I got to take care of me. And I, oh man, this is so good. And I'm going to tell you why this is one of the things for me. Um, actually, I think I want to say probably like a couple weeks ago, right? Um, I was talking with a guy, we were just having a conversation and he asked me this question along the same lines as where you're saying men's one of men's number one issues are. And he asked me and said, what do you do? Just what makes you happy? What do you do for you? Just happy. And I'm Ooh. I'm looking at him like a deer in headlights. Like I don't know how to be able to give you this answer. I don't even know what that looks like. And then he was like, "When is the last time you've actually done something that made you happy? It had nothing to do with your work. It had nothing to do with your family. It had just something to do with you." Ooh, and I could not. I couldn't give him an answer, mm -hmm. but I realized just like what you're saying, that's our problem. We have been running so hard to do everything else. We're trying to make the job happy, trying to make the wife happy. We're trying to make the kids happy. We're trying to make the family happy. We're trying to make this person happy, this person happy. And at the end of the day, we sit back and then we say, I'm so drained. I'm so tired. I da, 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 da. And it's like, because you never did anything for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what's even worse, and you're completely right. The only mm -hmm. other, when that situation comes up, the only other thing that's worse is that it's not that we haven't figured out what to do for ourselves, is that our happiness is wrapped up in everybody else. Mm -hmm. So I don't do anything to take care of me, or my wife is happy, she got that Gucci bag she wanted. My kids are happy. They got the PlayStation, the phone. They have all that stuff. They got the nice wow. room. They got everything. They're happy. So, so am I. And that's entirely untrue. You could, mm. you could supply your people with all the stuff that they want and you can be unhappy. What did you wow. supply yourself? And it doesn't have to be mm. something you're holding. Right. What makes right. you happy? When I ask men to focus on themselves, that's when, that's when they're stumped. We're, we're raised to take care of others and right. not ourselves. 
questions that I ask, I literally don't say, what do you do for you? But if I drive around it, Mm -hmm. how Mm -hmm. do you self-soothe? What do you do to take care of yourself? That that question is what makes you happy. Mm. Sounds so simple. And mm-hmm. it's one of the hardest questions if you really think about it. I'm like, right. Have you really sat down? Not even trying to, I'm not even trying. And been like, when was the last time I was happy? Me. And your happiness is entirely, it's entirely possible that you right. were really happy and people around you weren't. When was the last time you were like, whew, yo, I'm like, the smile is legit. The shoulders, there's nothing on them. I'm happy. Right. I feel good. When? When was the last time your happiness wasn't attached to somebody or something else? See, this is this is why this conversation was gonna be good. I knew this. So I'ma just we're gonna go ahead and I'ma just I'm gonna put me out on the platter. I, I remember I, I was talking to a friend of mine, right? And a friend said. When you figure out that mode, when you figure out that thing, you're going to feel something that's going to feel very strange. And I was like, what are you talking about? You just said when I feel, when I figure out what makes me happy. And he said, exactly. When you feel happy for you for the first time, it's going to feel uncomfortable. Facts. Facts. And it's, go ahead, brother. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, hear that though mm-hmm. so I ask men mm-hmm. I love this I love this question so much I ask them a different a different question mm-hmm. what do you think is easier we're raised we're taking care of people we're doing what we're supposed to and you know what I'm good at it I got a job my kids are taken care of the mortgage is being paid the car note is taken care of I'm not really happy but I'm mm-hmm. kind of in this habit, which is life. Yeah. What's easier, living that life and just doing that status quo, mm-hmm. everybody's right, happy, right. or finding something else that makes you happy, so unhappy that you're uncomfortable with it? Is it easier to just stay in the status quo or to find mm. something that makes you happy? What do you do with it? it? Can you imagine being scared of success? I'm scared to be happy. I don't know what to do with all this glee. <laughs> For real? <laughs> What do I do? I'm happy. Right. It's so much easier to be mad than to mm. be happy because you don't have to fight it. But when you're happy, and not only is it strange, but once mm. you get used to it, right, you won't accept anything else. When wow. you are happy, when you are fulfilled, anybody come try to take that from you? Nah, we have to fight, bro. I'm happy. Right. I'm content. Right. Nah, yeah. you can't have that. You cannot have that. Don't mess with a man who's content. Right. Do not mess with right. a man who feels good about himself, his situation. He will fight you to the death because it's so hard to find it. It's yeah. when you know what it's like, it's terrible to lose yeah. it. Right. But I know exactly yeah. what you mean. Bro. Oh, Jesus. Mm-hmm. This is good. All right. So I do want to ask this because ahead, there's, I know that there's a guy that's listening to us talk right now. Mm-hmm. And he said to himself, not externally, mm-hmm. internally, I wish I can get that happiness. I wish I could figure out what he's talking about because I might have the money. Like you said, bills are paid. 
Mm -hmm. Wife is good. Kids are good. You know, on the exterior, it looks like life is going well. But I sit by myself and I'm miserable. What would you tell that man? Mm -hmm. So he can tap into Okay. So I love this question too. I love this question. So happiness. It's a, it's a small word, but it's a huge feeling. So it's mm. going to require some effort to yeah. get there. You need to find happiness because it's not just sitting out here. It's not thrust upon us. Responsibility mm. is thrust upon us. Right. Racism right. is thrust upon us. Violence. Mm -hmm. Bad things are thrust upon us. The really good right. things, you got to go get it. So the mm. first thing, and if you allow me, I'm just going to kind of rattle off what I do yeah. when I do the podcast. That's what I'm cool. trying yeah. to do is get these men. So prize is the word for the podcast. And I take the mm -hmm. letters and ask questions based on them, on the words. Mm -hmm. So P is purpose. If you really want to find happiness, you need to be doing something that you love. To me, that's mm -hmm. the start. So a, yeah. lot, a lot of our fathers and maybe grandfathers grew up and they went to high school, they graduated, they got a job. Maybe they were in the union, mm -hmm. they did whatever, and they got a good job, good money, kids were taken care of, they got a pension, whatever. Those are the men who, once they hit 40 or 45, had a midlife crisis because they weren't doing what they loved. They were doing what they were expected to do. And they got to the point where, like, I've been, I've been doing this for, four, for 20 years, and I don't like it. Mm. And they got to the point where, like, F this. What about me? So now I buy, you know, so now I do the dumb stuff. I buy the convertible. I do all this stuff because I'm trying to be happy, right? Yeah. You need to find something that you love to do. Like you could be an accountant and make a lot of money or you could be a sculptor. Right. And love right. what you do and you don't make the same. But that guy who's happy yeah. doing what he loves is, is on the road to being a happy person. Mm. So what you like to do, you got to find it. Yeah. And whatever it is, it's important to you. Bump them other people. What right. you what makes you happy is what you need to find. That's step one. Okay. Two, you got to kind of sit back. R is the next word, and it's resilience. Yeah. That's what it that's what it reps with me. Mm -hmm. Self acknowledgement. What happened in your past yeah. that threw you off? Do you remember when you really started being unhappy? Something that led you into the path that you're in now. For me, yeah. I can say it. My parents got divorced when I was 10. I went to court. I had to go in front of a judge and tell them who I wanted to live with. I had to pick a parent. From wow. then on, I can tell you I wasn't happy. I can tell you from oh, there. And I lived with wow. my dad. And then it, and it, it just, I was pulled down. I was quiet. I was not the emotional person that I needed to be. That's, mm, no mm, child mm, should be choosing a parent. So I know. Right. So yeah. resilience is how do you deal with the situation? I didn't have a lot of resilience. So something happened to you. How did you get out of it? Did mm. it make you stronger? Mm. Find mm. whatever situation you can. Think about some situation. And we, most of us have several. You think of a mm -hmm. situation that, you know, that maybe on the, that's obviously it would hurt you. So mm -hmm. what'd you do? Did you sulk? Were you just distraught for a while? Or were you like, you know what? I was in high school and there was this girl I liked that she was bad. I checked out every day. And then when I finally asked out, she wouldn't even talk to me. Mm. How'd you handle that? What did you do? Right. Were you like, yeah. uh, F this, I'm sick of these girls. Or were you like, you know what? Nah, she just wasn't the right one. She, right. you know, yeah. she would have been yeah. lucky to have me. 
What did you mm-hmm. do when a situation presented yourself? So right. resilience, how did you come out of a situation? Did it make you stronger? Find one of those situations. Mm-hmm. Take the stuff mm-hmm. that you learned subconsciously or obviously and run with it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, for me, the next letter is Z and that's zeal. Zeal is, what's the word? Because I have the definition. Enthusiastic devotion. What do you love, 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 love? For me, I grew up a wrestling fan. I love wrestling more. It's like my wife, my kids, wrestling. <laughs> Yo, yes, I, I love, I love that stuff. I would right. write wrestling. I'd be a booker. I would do for the rest of my something that you enjoy that you would do for free, and that right. sometimes can be purpose. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's not. Zeal is something that you truly love and that you would just do it all the time. And you would do it for fun. You would do it for help. You would, for whatever reason. Yeah. And a thing that I kind of caught on when I did this podcast is a lot of us men growing up love what we needed as young men. I've talked, to, I've talked to men who, wow. who were addicts, who were quiet, who were abused, with nobody to talk to. Those men become social workers. Those men become sponsors. Those men become who they needed when they were growing up. So when you, and you know it, and a lot of them didn't even realize that this is what they became until we talked about it. So we're talking, oh yeah, now I, you know, I deal with kids who are in these homes and then I'm like, so how was life for you? Oh, I didn't have anybody to house to talk to. And I'm like, you became what you needed, brother. And And then the light will fly, like, yeah. Wow. So you find something that you love. We, we, we don't have us. You know, I, I ask these men all the time, did you have a you when you were growing up? Yeah. Because you right. needed a you back then. So you couldn't have done yeah. it back then, but you're doing it now and you're going to be a you for somebody else. So mm. that kind of rolls in with the Z. E is expectation. Yeah. So now you found the thing that you love. You know how you made it through some situations you love something it may not be the job but it's something you love maybe it's a hobby maybe it's the mm-hmm. thing you do just for you e yeah. is expectation now what what are you going to do not to take care of the family not to make sure the wife has got the big ring or the nice car what do you expect from right. you what are you going to be in five years you're going to have mm. your own business are you going to still be a middle manager at this job um, right. What are you going to do? You, expectation leads to planning, which leads to just like, I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. Get a man focused, motivated to get something done. You can't stop that man. This is what I want to do. This is what I expect in myself in a year. In a year, I'm going to have this business. I will have started that business. I'm going to have that LLC. I'm going to mm-hmm. get a business loan. I write that business plan. I'm looking for people to give me money. I'm doing it. Expectations. And not because other people are telling you this is what you're supposed to do. It's because you're telling you what you're supposed to do. When you expect so much from yourself, you're going to do it. Yeah. Because there's nobody. I I know for me, there's nobody I hate disappointing more than me. Mm. So when I say I'm going to get this done, and there are times we're human. I'm going to get this done. It doesn't happen. And I mean, I'm distraught that I didn't get it done, but I'm more disappointed in me. Damn, I said I was going to get this done and I didn't finish it. New plan. And now I'm going to go hard again. Why didn't I get it done? Did I slack Mm -hmm. at some point? Did I Mm -hmm. go off the plan? Did I get off the journey? I took a right turn. I need to come back. Did did I talk to some girl and it kind of threw me off? What did I do wrong? Expect something from yourself. So 
if you've got the money, the means, you've got all that stuff, you need your focus, focus on what you love, mm. understand that you're man enough that if the journey turns right, you know how many men had plans? I'm going to start this business. It's on. I'm going to get it going. Right. And then COVID came up out of nowhere. Right. And nobody's working. <laughs> yeah. I can't start that right. business. I can't do anything. Yeah. You had a plan. Mm. I was going straight. COVID said, nah, son, take a right turn and keep going right. that way. <laughs> I yeah. took a lot of men are like, yo, I was ready. It was about to go down. Okay. Life threw a hard, you got hit in the head. A mm. hard fastball right to the head. Right. Now what? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. It sucked. We all have to deal with it. What are we going to do now? Right. The plans change. You got to bob and weave. Life is like, it's a boxer. It's like Mike right. Tyson, early Tyson, where he had the jab and he's just like, whack. And you got, you just bobbing and weaving. Like, what am I going to do? Right. That's life. How do you handle that fight that you're in? Do you mm. come out of it on top or do you, you know, do you take the knockout? You have to be motivated. You have to decide this is what I'm going to do. And it's a possibility that I may have to, you know, I may get pulled over. Something yeah. may happen. But I get yeah. back on here and get to business and maybe the plan changes a little bit. As long as you keep, as long as you decide, this is what I want to be. And this is mm -hmm. why. And you know how I know I'm going to do it? Because this happened to me before and I was able to handle it. Only one person in this world can stop me from getting what I want. And that's me. And I'm not going to stop me. So if that's the struggle, brother, refocus, decide what it's going to be. Make sure you're doing what you've been meant to do, what you love to do. So it doesn't even feel like work. It's just what you, what you put on this earth to do. You find it. You push. You recognize your strength. You love it and demand yourself to be the best at whatever you want to be. And it'll happen, man. It's got to be that way. It's not hard. It really isn't. It's belief, self-esteem, self-reliance. I'm the man. I'm the prize. And I'm going to show everybody. That's what you got to do. All right. I, this is... All right, listen. <laughs> I knew that this was going to be a great conversation. Um, but, and I was expecting, uh, just like I always do, I was expecting myself to learn. And listening to what you just said, I've been in a, I'll say this, I've been in a mode lately in this search to find mine, to find that thing that makes me happy. Mm -hmm. And listening to you break this thing down um, the way that you did in its simplicity. I mean, it was, it's so simple. You, you mm -hmm. If you mess it up, it's because you just wasn't paying attention. It, I mean, it's very, it's so simple. Um, but when you made the statement that majority of the things that we love is the things that we wanted or that we needed for ourselves, being very honest, I really didn't feel like I wanted to cry. Um, I know before uh, I had my boys, my first son, um, my oldest is 10. Uh, my youngest is about to turn nine um, next month. And um, 
well, actually this month. And uh, and so while um, when before he came, I was raised by a single parent um, until I was 15 years old. Um, then my mom got remarried, you know, those type of things. So I had made a decision to myself that I wasn't going to put my boys in that same position. And I also made the determination of a statement that I've heard so many different men make. You know, I'm going to give my son everything that I didn't have. Everything I didn't have and I couldn't have. And I, I'm going I'm to I'm do all of these things. And then I remember... Um, one day I was sitting, uh, I think my, my son, my wife was actually pregnant with our first son and I was thinking about it and I was like, okay, now is the moment. All right. Are you ready? Are you, you know, as you prepared, I'm trying to get myself mentally ready for this and you know, all of those things, because now it's like, now is the moment I've been waiting. I can give this son, give him something that I did not have. And I'm sitting, making this preparation in my own heart. And I heard inside myself say, he never had you. I feel you, sir. You can map out, you can see a lot of our lives, a lot of what happens to us it's these moments, stuff that happened to us that you don't recognize while it's happening because you're yeah. a kid, you don't get it. But then when you get older, there's a lot of those moments and it happens every once in a while, a lot of times when I'm talking to people. Yeah. And I'm like, man, these conversations that I really wish I could have had, these moments I could have just hanging out with somebody, this, yeah. that closeness, it, 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 it's, not, it's not stuff that you can hold, it's stuff that you can feel. Yeah. It's so yeah. important and you don't mm. know you don't you don't know you didn't get it until you didn't have right. it. Uh, but what's good is that I didn't have it, but you know, damn well, I'm gonna give it to somebody else. My yeah. son's getting that tenfold. Yeah, yeah. And it's so important. These are important moments. Self-realization. Yeah. yeah. He had, I don't know, I had a dad, he was there, he didn't understand what he had. Mm -hmm. He didn't appreciate it. He, you know, he didn't water this plant. Mm -hmm. Right. I grew without him. Yeah. My son's not having that problem. I'm going to be there. The roots yeah. start with me. He's going to grow yeah. from me and he's yeah. going to be 10 times stronger than I was. Yeah. It's so important. And mm. it, it, can, it can suck if you think about it. And mm -hmm. you, if you sit there and you kind of loaf in it, but don't do that. Yeah. Nah, yeah. that's yeah. no, that's resilience. I uh, it was a struggle as a kid. I came out. I'm a good man. My wife knows that. Mm -hmm. My community knows that. My child is going to know that. My child is going to show the world. Yeah. It's important. You take these moments. You think about it. It's emotional. And then, okay, now what? Yeah. Now what? I know my son. Yeah. I know what I got. And he's going to know I have him. And he's yeah. going to know he's got it. I got his back, his yeah. front, his mind, his heart, his soul. I'm going to make such a good man out of him. Yeah. That the only thing better is going to be his child. Yeah. I feel you, man. I feel you. These moments. And sometimes they just come out of nowhere, man. They do. It's they these do. conversations. It's random words. And you're like, what happened here? Why am I emotional right now? Right. <laughs> what is going on? Chills. <laughs> and brother, if, if, if crying is what needed to be needed to happen, yeah. then you do it. Yeah. You do it. 
cry. That's just emotion that just needed to be let out. Yeah. Do it. Let your son see it. Let your wife see it. Yeah. Let your people see it. It's so easy to hold it all in. It's harder to let it out. Yeah. It's so much better when you do. Yeah. We're not toxic. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. I yeah. love hearing that, brother. Yeah. I love hearing that. You have these moments every day. Every day something comes out. And yeah. you take it and you run with it to your, to your wife, to your kids, to your people around you. We yeah. make everybody better when we're better first. And always keep that going. Always, man. Your kids are lucky to have you as a father, man. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank They're you. So it. lucky. Oh, thank you. Thank last you. thing. When was the last? I said this to men too. When's the last time you got like a, a genuine compliment? <laughs> it's almost uncomfortable. Thank you, brother. Like you're like, don't say that, right? Come on. Not, when was the last time somebody was like, not right. your wife or whatever? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We we're not used to being, you know. Yeah. To feel good and just tell have somebody tell you to feel good. Yeah. There's so much that we, yeah. so much that we're missing because yeah. we're not raised to experience it. Yep. No, you're not lying. I I, I have um, deeply enjoyed this conversation. Pleasure was um, mine, sir. And you have helped me, honestly. Um, and I can say this um, without us having a long history and uh, you know knowing a lot of you know uh, ups and downs over time in all of those things I can truly say that you are really a good man thank you um, that's as good a compliment as I will ever get in this world I appreciate you saying that thank you very much and I, I send that right back to you, sir. Thank you, sir. It's clear that you are. And I'll tell you one thing. When we make connections with other men, mm -hmm. we got to we gotta get them and hold on to them. Yeah. You know where to reach me. You have yes. my contact information. <laughs> yes, sir, I do. You know yeah. how to holler at me. Yeah. Can't, you want to talk about something? You want to get something off your chest? Yeah. It's already, it's already set. Yes, sir. You know how to you know how to find me. Yes, sir. I, nothing. Listen, I'm sure you've got people around you, and I hope that you do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if you need a different voice, different yes, vessel, I'm here for you, brother, without question. Without Thank question. you so much. Thank you so much. And I, I for those that are listening and watching, um, that man that is that is paying attention, and he's been he's been in this just like us. Being very honest, this is what the example of this looks like. Uh, you're not going through this alone. And if we did not have this conversation, is a lot of us, just like myself, would probably still be trying to figure out how they can become happy. Mm -hmm. And this is why we have, and I say we because both of us have our own uh, platforms, but this is why we have created these platforms because we needed to be clearly understood that this thing called life, one, you can't do it by yourself, um, but two, the way that you're going to walk in, as I consider as your greatness, is you have to learn how to do and take care of you. You have to learn how to find these moments 
where you can express your own self. Not out of anger, not out of rage, but just out of pure. This is where I'm at. This is how I feel. This is this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm going through. And having someone that you can communicate these thoughts to that at the end of the day, as you already said, when it's all said and done, you can walk away and feel like that was safe. That was a place that's safe. And this is a conversation that I feel safe. Um, I don't feel like that at the end of the conversation, man, I, uh, he was judging me and that. No, I feel safe. And this is where men feel safe. When we're talking to men, when we're communicating with other men, other people and saying, this is where I'm at. Um, ah, geez, this man right here has, has blessed us all. And uh, I said this, if, not if, you need to make sure that after you listen to this, after you click off of this podcast, go right into your search engine and look for his podcast and subscribe, follow him and listen to these conversations because they're going to help you. Just like I know this conversation helped you, I promise you you're going to have an awesome time and you're going to see so many things open up for your life because you listen to that podcast. Um, again, thank you, sir, for this conversation. Thank you for taking out the time to have it. Uh, thank you for bringing your wisdom, your insight, your guidance to this platform. Um, and most importantly, thank you for being great. Whew. I learned from you just as much. It was a pleasure. Yes, sir. Life is my experience, and I hope I was able to give some to you. Yes, sir. I learned from you as well. Next time you want to speak, you know where to find me. I'm down <laughs> to talk every chance I can get. Yes, sir. Thank you. It was a pleasure being in the presence of a great man. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, sir. Love you all, family. And as always, continue to be great. Thank you all for watching this video. My heart is and that I don't do this for myself. I make sure that I am doing this for you to bring you the tools that you need so you can walk in your greatness. So continue with me every Monday, 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, as well as you can make sure that you listen to me on all podcast platforms. And let's continue to grow this greatness tribe.